0: Lily Kosciuszko podcast powered by JC Innovations and KEDCO. Jody, so great to be back with you. You too, Alan. Awesome. And we're so pleased today we we'll be with Brittany Lyon, who's with us, uh, has a great story of how she got to Kosciuszko County, and we look forward to learning all about that and some of the things that she thinks makes our community so unique. So, Jody, over to you. Yeah, Hi, Brittany. Hi. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
2: We are all Optimist Club members. Yeah, and I don't know, I don't know what the... Um, what the ranking is but aren't we like the sixth largest optimist club in the nation or the world? the world in the I world i think yeah
1: i think in the world
2: we're gonna take it we're gonna go with yeah we'll go with the world and,
1: and i think of, it's the fourth not the sixth actually
2: Jeez and crackers yeah yeah it's growing that's impressive as we say here it's growing and <laughs> all three of us are in it so that obviously makes it the cool club so for anybody listening mm-hmm. Come out on Wednesday mornings at 7 a.m. over at the fairgrounds and check out the Optimist Club. Breakfast Optimist. Yeah. So, Brittany, I um, I only know you peripherally, but everything that I know about you peripherally, peripherally is very intriguing. I want to know the, more, the bigger, broader story. So, tell me the Brittany origin story.
1: All right. I want to just start at the beginning?
2: At, right at the beginning. That's the best uh, place.
1: Well, I was born in Vermont literally right across the Canadian border. Um, we could, from where I lived, you could throw a stone and hit Canada. Um, we have this neat little library in our town that's half in Canada and half in the U.S. You can enter from your country's door and leave out that door and not have to go through customs. It's kind of neat. Um, so, yeah, I grew up in Vermont. Um,
2: wait, wait. So if you check out a book on the American side and you're from Canada, who charges you the late fee? <laughs>
1: So, I don't know how that works. However, you do know exactly which half is in Canada and which half is in the U.S. because there is a literally a tape down the middle because there was a fire in the bathroom one year and the two countries couldn't stop fighting over who had to pay for the damages. So <laughs> the damage. I don't know how the how the book thing works, but they know which side belongs to which country and that who pays have for damages. That
2: has been very interesting. <laughs> Beginning to the American-Canadian War, uh-huh. yeah, the yeah. bathroom debacle. Yeah, who pays damages and what currency, right? Is it the U.S. dollars or Canadian? Or oh yeah, make a difference, yeah. right? The U.S.
1: paid for the bathroom, by and the do way. Do they
2: have smaller yeah. cans of pop on the Canadian side?
1: I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Vermont. It's a fun library. So Vermont, yes. So I grew up in just a small town. Um, I have a brother and sister. My mom was a single mom, which is ironically how I ended up in Indiana. Um, we Every summer, she didn't really have anything to do with us. She worked full-time, schools were closed, daycare was expensive. So she actually shipped me and one of my two siblings off every year to live with my aunt uncle and their kids. So I spent three to four months out of every year of my childhood living with my aunt and uncle and her five children. Um, about halfway through those years, they moved to Ligonier, Indiana. Um, we had some other family here. My grandma lived in Warsaw, my grandpa lived in Warsaw at the time. My uncle lived in Warsaw. And I was the first student or first person in my family to go to college. So I didn't know where to go. We had never been through the process. My cousin went to Grace. My uncle went to Grace. So I was like, "Uh, I guess I'm going to Grace. (laughs) So my two requirements were a Christian school and a school that had uh, cheerleading. And Mm -hmm. that just worked.
2: Check and check. Yeah. And you were right on top of the hill. So you could look down on the lovely landscape of the lower Winona area.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's how I made it here, and my mom knew when I came that I wasn't going back. I wasn't the college kid that packed up, like, like fall and winter stuff and left the rest home. I, like, as a freshman, packed everything I owned and brought it to Indiana and never went back. I mean, I went back for vacation, but.
2: Right on, right on. So, so you graduated from Grace. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your area of specialty?
1: Yeah, so I started out as a French major. Um, grew up next to Canada and then about halfway through switched to criminal justice and psychology graduated with a criminal justice and psychology degree
2: fantastic fantastic so after you graduated
1: i did a short stint at bowen center uh, about eight or nine months as an rsp um it just wasn't really my thing i knew it probably wasn't going to be but i had a degree i didn't know what to do
2: what's an rsp
1: it's a rehab service provider okay um so you work with clients on um daily living skills, basically. Oh. Um, just wasn't my thing. I didn't think I was great at it. I didn't really think I was serving my patients overly well. So I um, left and looked elsewhere, which is how I then ended up in the kind of in the nonprofit um, world after that.
2: Right on, right on. Now, did you, you're in what, what's it called? It's the Kosciuszko Hospice. Kosciuszko Home,
1: Home Care and Hospice. Home Care and yeah. Hospice. So I'm their business development associate. I've been there for three years now um and yeah learned the healthcare world because I wasn't in healthcare before that I was in education <laughs> um but I love it so far um just I mean it's just it's kind of a staple of our community they've been around forever um been around for 44 years or something like that mm. um
2: yeah I don't actually know any the first time i walked into that was to deliver those uh, mask straps to you oh
1: yeah yep. Yeah. so the building's new um the building's been around for I think about a decade. Um, they had some small office space before that, but the agency has been around for 44 years, started by eight nurses back in the day.
2: Is um, it a privately owned business? Is,
1: it's a nonprofit.
2: It's a not for profit. Yeah. And yeah. then their focus is?
1: Uh, home care and hospice services.
2: Right. So, so what we, is it? what does that mean?
1: Yeah. So home care is any clinical need or homemaking, aid services, things like that, that need to be in the home. So, for a patient that's homebound, um, maybe they have a new diagnosis, it's hard to get out of the home, or just had a hip replacement, illness, anything like that. So, if they're homebound and it's difficult for them to get to their appointments, to their therapy appointments, to their doctor's appointments, things like that, then we go to them. So, we bring the nurses, we bring the physical therapists, occupational therapy, um, homemakers, aids, to kind of help fill in those gaps for
2: them. And, and then sorry.
1: hospice, of course, is hospice care.
2: So how, how does somebody um, get in contact with the home care and hospice? Is, there a, is that a prescription kind of a thing or do they reach out directly?
1: Um, there's a few different ways. I mean, they can call us directly for sure. Um, our team deals with that every day. People that call and say, hey, I think it's time for hospice care. I think I might need home care depending on the situation, we work with their doctor, their their local physician, and kind of set up what would be best for them, or their physician refers them to us. It happens both ways.
0: Right
1: on. Awesome, awesome.
0: So you're a leader within Optimist Club. You serve with uh, Home Care and Hospice. How else are you involved in the community?
1: So my newest involvement in the community, I am a reserve officer for Winona Lake Police Department. Um, kind of a lifelong dream to be in law enforcement. Um, i a criminal justice major. Mm-hmm. My stepdad's a police wow. officer. My brother's a prison guard, so that's kind of in my blood. Um, it didn't work out as a career, but then the reserve option came up. Um, so I decided to go for it a couple months ago.
0: That's fantastic. Thank you for serving and uh, for helping Thank the community. Uh, yeah, again, as a leader, I mean, how are these different roles helping you grow as a leader? What's uh, What are you learning along the way?
1: You know, I i've always loved this community i knew i mean when i came as a kid i knew i was going to end up here i just knew that this was going to be home um and i've taken on a lot of different roles within the community between optimist club wise young adult professionals the police force my job um i just like to be involved i mean in ways that i can serve best i I try not to get involved in everything if it's not going to be beneficial but i like to be involved i like to be out there i like to know the people of our community and, you know, having, having a hand in home care and hospice, having a hand in law enforcement, having a hand in Optimist Club just gives me different avenues to serve our community and learn about our community. Right. I learned right. so much about our community from being involved in the stuff I'm involved in. And, you know, you build connections, you get to know people. That's what I like doing. So. Fantastic. You
0: know, it's, it's, uh, it's so interesting to me that, you know, you knew you wanted to stay here. Uh, you stayed after, after graduating from Grace. Um, we would certainly love to see more people stay after they graduate from college here or in our area. People come back here. I mean, being involved I'm sure is important. Kind of, what else? What else is it that you really appreciate about the community? Are there any well-kept secrets that kind of have, were important to you as you, you made the decision to stay here?
1: I'm from a small town, so I like the small town feel. But mm-hmm. I always kind of thought I'd end up in a city. Like, I can kind of morph into whatever situation I'm in. Um, i like it here because it's a small town but you've got south bend just north you've got fort wayne just east east yeah you've got indy not too far away and right here we have a lot of local options too we have great eateries we have we don't have a ton of nightlife but we've got some bars to choose from a couple new nice ones um we've got a ton of gyms it's not hard to stay healthy and active here um there's a decent amount of culture, Uh go down to the village. There's local shops. I like, I like those kind of options. I like being able to sit at Port Wynonna and have a glass of wine and know people that are walking by. Um, I like to know that I can go somewhere by myself and run into people that I know and not have to be alert about it.
0: Uh Are there things to do in the wintertime? That's always a question.
1: (laughs) There are things to do in the wintertime. I think they're harder to find. Um, I mean, all the same stuff is still open in the winter time. You just have to be willing to go out and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we don't have the skiing here. We don't have things like that. But we still have the trails. They're open in the winter. Right. We still have all the local restaurants. Um, the village is open in the winter. So I tend, to, I tend to hole up a little bit more in the winter. That's when I read a little bit more and, I don't know, kind of refigure out what I'm doing the next year. Mm-hmm. But I think there's things to do here if you look for them.
0: Are the things we're missing? I think if you could wave wave a magic wand, you know, what would you like to see in the community?
1: A climbing gym. A climbing gym.
0: (laughs) Ooh. I don't know how many
1: times a week I say that. A rock climbing gym. If I personally had one thing that I like doing.
0: And this isn't just a machine where you kind of climb up and the machine's like a treadmill, you know. No, I mean
1: like rock walls. Okay. Like a whole rock climbing gym. So if you could work on that for me. If
0: only there was an organization to
2: help people, you know, start companies here. Mm, I I know. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the question is, what's the amount of tension (laughs) that the belay would put on the the rope while I'm climbing up the rock wall? Because I could probably make it about 10 feet and I (laughs) would be really anxious. Mm
1: That would be my dream.
2: That sounds like a KLA white paper. I don't know.
1: That sounds like a great white paper. There you go. Yes. Okay. I haven't done KLA yet, so so maybe I should do that. I'm going to
2: circle back because I'm really curious about this reserve police officer Mm -hmm. thing. All right. So what was the training like for being a reserve police officer?
1: It was intense. So we have a really great reserve police academy here in Kosciuszko County. Our Sheriff's Department puts it on, um, and they invite the local surrounding communities not just our county i mean we have people from over fort wayne way down as far as manchester and our local departments um it's a well when we're not in the middle of covid it's about a four four or five month program um about 16 to about 16 hours a week and you go through all the same training that full-time officers go through so they're they're ilea it's the same credentials. It's just in the Reserve Academy instead of going down to the Indiana Law Enforcement Academy.
2: I don't know what I-L-E-A
1: So that's is. the Indiana Law Enforcement Academy. So that's okay. the big academy for full-time. Okay. You have to go down, but you have to go down and stay there for a couple of months to do oh, that. Gotcha, so okay. Reserve Officers have full-time jobs.
2: Now, keep in mind, no. everything I know about Police Academy, I've watched in the Police Academy. With oh, okay. These. So I'm kind of okay. picturing a guy that makes a lot of mouth noises, and uh-huh. then like a Mahoney-type character.
1: Yeah, yeah. So. so picture more like, like – Two nights a week in a classroom, and then usually all day Saturday. And, um, yeah, I mean, we go through jails, firearms training, de-escalation training. You get shot with a taser. You get sprayed with pepper spray. You have to do everything that full-time officers do. How'd that go? Uh, it was not fun. <laughs> I will never do it again. Not as so. much fun as
2: it sounds, huh?
1: No. Nope. Um, we got some good videos. and Right on and I don't wanna do it again. Uh-huh, so uh, yeah. yeah, lasted about about six months.
2: Do you guys do any like, um, what's it called when you're driving the car and doing burnouts? And oh burnout
1: yeah, yes we do. We do it out at the airport actually. Oh, right on. it's really intimidating yeah. at first, but it's a lot of fun.
2: Do they sell tickets to something like that?
1: They don't, <laughs> watch. but if you asked, they probably would tell you when it is and you could just go out and it. I live while, at yeah. the
2: Dells. I would oh, literally, I would yeah. take out a chair and watch this. You
1: could watch it. We actually had an officer almost flipped this year.
2: Oh my like gosh, they should definitely sell it tickets. On video. They We're should definitely sell tickets. Yeah. I mean, that's a moneymaker. Yeah. I mean, Alan, you need to get on that one. I'm
0: thinking ride-alongs and go along. Oh,
2: yeah. heck yeah. yeah.
1: There
2: you go. Ride-alongs, yeah. I'm in, I'm game. Yeah. All right, yeah. can you give a speeding ticket? And more importantly, can you forgive a speeding ticket?
1: You can give a speeding ticket. Uh, I'm fairly new into my training. I assume you can forgive them too, but I don't know anybody that does. <laughs> I mean, if you got one, there was probably a reason you got one, right Yeah,
2: not me. I mean yeah, no. they just made way. it up. Yeah, yeah, it's always that way. Yeah. Right on. Good stuff. Fantastic. Well, wait. Oh, okay, wow. so I've got another thing. Yeah. So you have a great appreciation for the area, and okay. you like being out and about. Mm-hmm. Are there any secrets to Winona? Is it like if somebody was just driving by 30? And you wanted to convince them, hey, no, no, no. You need to turn. Need to stop. Mm. And you need to check this out. Give me like your top three.
1: I feel like the village in general is a really cliche answer. Um, light Rail, Port Winona, and and the trails. I mean, I think those are easy to miss because they're not like right out in the open. And you've mm-hmm. got to go down Boy City to get there. But yeah, those would be my three.
2: Those are good There's answers. Probably other ones. Answers. I'll probably think of other ones. I after. think I walked um for the better part of six hours sunday in the trails wow well the trails and then you know around the grace area and stuff like
1: that but i also love the trail by kch yeah
2: like we were were actually on that too i didn't i that was the first time i I had been
1: there yeah i think people forget about that i i work right behind there so i go there quite often like on my lunch break and stuff but it's beautiful and it's there's not a ton of people on it typically
2: okay well and it's really interesting now because we walk they, they've got that like boardwalk thing mm-hmm. um, that goes from That's the right, hospital yeah. it's new, with complex, an amphitheater and the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then you walk around and they've got a really interesting uh retaining wall design that they put in and they've got a board explaining how it works and it's like the polywood planks
1: oh yeah and
2: then the stones that are kind of caged in and then they've got a filtration system yeah, and okay. it's all about water reclamation yeah. and filtration wow yeah Check that's that very
1: cool yeah oh and wagon wheel oh yeah
2: oil. yeah wagon, wagon wheel's a good one
1: yeah, yeah they put on a great show yeah
0: yes they do go ahead oh you're fine uh so uh, i was going to mention one more trail you might not have seen yet uh acres land trust has some property down near silver lake on 14 just uh just east of silver lake a mile or two it's called wildwood preserve some wow, of these open from dawn to dusk. Great places to kind of, of go experience. Again, well kept secret. Yeah. Right, you know, hidden in plain, in plain sight, so to speak. So check it out. I'll check it out. I will definitely be there. checking
1: that Shane's one out. Club.
2: Yeah. So, this COVID thing, how has this yeah. impacted um, the, the home care and hospice organization?
1: Yeah, I mean, so we've been open because we're a healthcare agency. Wow. Um, operations hasn't changed a ton for us, honestly. Um, obviously, we've taken precautions and um, had to follow CDC guidelines and things like that. But in general, we're trucking along like normal. Um, our home care business dipped a little bit, mostly because people didn't necessarily want people coming in and out of their homes that are going in and out of other people's homes. Um, and then the nursing homes, a lot of them weren't allowing people in. So if we have patients in the nursing homes, you can't, you can't get in to serve them if they're closed. Um, so that dipped a little bit, but it came back up pretty quickly. Our hospice is just blowing up. So I don't know what it is right now, but it's busy, mm-hmm. um, which is an unfortunate thing. But also, you know, someone has to do it. Yeah, someone nice. has to serve them. So right. we're glad to be able to do that.
0: How many people, I mean, numbers of people you're serving at any one time, are we talking hundreds, thousands, just in um, Cossigasco, elsewhere?
1: 120. Okay. Yeah, ish, give or take, between okay. home care and hospice. Mm-hmm. We've got um, 45 staff members or so. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. They stay pretty busy. Right, that's
2: right. important, yeah. so
1: important.
2: Yep. For somebody who's uh, interested in in connecting with you guys and going through the process, can you, for somebody who's not familiar, because I'm not familiar with it, um, can you give them an idea of how that process goes and then what they can expect?
1: Yeah, so the process typically typically starts with a conversation with their physician. Um, the physicians are typically the ones that refer to us. Not to say that people don't call us up, because they do, and then we talk to their physician. But typically, the physician has the conversation with them, whether it's home care needs or hospice needs. Um, They give them options. I mean, they have an option of what agency they choose, whether it be us or one of our competitors. Um, And then once they choose which agency they're going to go with, the physician contacts us and then we start the referral process. So our intake coordinator takes all the information. Um, It it really is pretty seamless for the patient because everything happens behind the scenes between us and the physician. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we admit them as as soon as we're able, typically within a day or so. Um, we get them on services. They've got social workers available to talk them through that process and help with kind of the details if they need. Um, we have spiritual counselors available, especially for the hospice side, um, to kind of work through that transition. Um, and that's all for the family as well. It's for the patient, but it's also for the family because they're walking this path with them and they need to know what, what to expect and, you know, and how to process through those changes. So it's pretty seamless from, from the patient standpoint, it's pretty seamless.
2: For somebody who um, wants to get information on your um, your not-for-profit specifically, What's do you know the website off the top of your head?
1: Yeah, um, so they can go to koshomecare.org. We're on Facebook, too. They can search Kosciuszko Home Care and Hospice. Um, we've got flyers and stuff out, of course, too, mm-hmm. but that's the best way, koshomecare.org. And Brittany,
0: in your role in business development, are you working mostly with physicians or, or kind of who are you interacting with in the community?
1: Yeah, so my role kind of morphs between marketing um, and business development. So marketing end, I'm obviously doing like our public relations, mm-hmm. our ads, things like that. And then on the business development side, I'm working with our referral sources, kind of just being that touch point for them. Um just touching base with them on a regular basis so that if there's any changes that need to happen, right. that's being communicated on either side, making sure our relationship is working smoothly and there's not any kinks or issues that need to be worked out. Um, just getting to know them, helping mm-hmm. them get to know us.
0: Right, right. So, with your roles in healthcare and volunteering in the community and law enforcement, are you seeing, are there unmet needs that could be addressed in the community? Uh, again, this may be a waving a magic wand kind mm-hmm. of a opportunity or, or a KLA white paper uh, opportunity. You've already said rock walls. So yeah, I said yeah, rock, wall. rock
1: walls. <laughs> we need that. Um, as far as unmet needs
0: or things we could be doing yeah. better as a community,
1: I think I think the biggest thing we need to work on in our community is is getting a streamlined way out to let the community know what's available. We have, I mean, honestly, a hidden gem in our community is that we have a lot of services available for people in need, mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and most people don't know where to find them. You can call United Way, you can call the Help Center, you can call the Community Foundation, but not everybody knows to do that. Um, so it takes knowing someone to kind of know where to start that. But I mean, that in any community, that's hard, getting the word out to people, to the people that need to be served that there's help people that are doing the serving know that there's help the people that need the service have a hard time finding it sometimes
0: I've seen other places are doing that differently or or, or better or
1: not necessarily I I think our community does it well I think it's just one of those things we have to continue doing yeah I just think it's something that doesn't Mm -hmm. end you have to continue to let your community know what's available especially in a community like ours where there is so much available Mm -hmm. and most people just don't know how to get it
0: right So what's your vision for Consigasco County? What would you like to see us in 10 or 20 years?
1: I I would like to see us just continue to grow and evolve and be more inclusive and welcoming. Um, I think we're on a good path to do that. We have, again, a lot of services available. We have a lot to do in our community. We have a lot of options here. I think if we can continue down the path of being inclusive, being welcoming to others, especially in a community where people are coming and going so often with the businesses that are here, right. right, we have to do that. And I think if we continue down this path, I hope we continue down it. And in a decade or two, we're better for it.
2: For somebody who is a young athletic social woman, can you, and they're listening to this, can you help them uh identify some things to do uh, both from a gym standpoint like where would Mm -hmm. you recommend they go work out yeah um i actually don't know all of the stuff yeah Uh, i i think i've heard that there's a couple yoga places i'm i don't i'm about as flexible as uncooked spaghetti so (laughs) not my cup of tea um but things from like a social club standpoint or a workout facility etc
1: yeah, we have a lot of options here. I mean, as far as just getting out and being active, we have things, again, like the trails and the riding club, the Velo Club. Mm-hmm. Is that That's what right. it's called? Um,
2: I don't. I haven't heard of this. KCV. Are you saying Velo? Velo. Is that an acronym? I think it's a fancy way of saying bicycle. Is that like Italian? Yeah, it's the word bicycle. I don't speak In French, I think, which I should know. I barely speak English, so yeah. So we have a bike club here, here, and it. they're active.
1: Okay. Um, so there's different ways there. You know, you can bike outside, you can walk outside. We have a lot of great gyms here. Um, we've, I mean, we've got the new one, Get Fit 24, which mm-hmm. is open 24 hours a day. They have childcare. It's locally owned. Um, CrossFit Haymaker. Um, for those that are into that type of working out, that's where I go. I go to CrossFit, um, which a CrossFitter can't not talk about. So we'll just get right, that right. in there. Um. That's a great option as well. Javerni um, is mm-hmm. kind of a different option. Um, I've only gone there a couple times. I think they have some things like yoga and different types of classes. So somebody that likes classes, that's a good option. We've got the y obviously so really if we're looking for a pool. Um, and the Y
2: is new and it's new really yes, nice really cool it's facility. A
1: very nice facility. yeah, so yeah, I think we have a lot I think we have a lot of great options just within the gym. Section that are all different and serve different needs.
2: And uh, a shout out to Alan who's been doing um, meetups. Uh So those have also been a really great place to meetups. Yeah, tell us more. What do you? you... (laughs) (laughs) I will let you since you are the
0: creator and the, the originator. So we, we have a lot of people who see their different sides of this community and uh, have different perspective and great things to share. So our entrepreneur meetup called The Circuit meets in the last Wednesday of the month. Uh, and then our our, uh, our newcomers meetup for people who've moved here from elsewhere called Outside the Fishbowl. So, oh,
1: you mean the one I've been to three times that I yeah, you know, didn't what know we you were talking have, about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Meetup, you know, was a thing back in, was it, the early 2000s when they meetup.com, you just kind of go, with, you
2: know. Yeah, you hardly but even know I, you're I at know a, a, a coordinated event because so yeah, it's so much it You just kind of, kind of meet up. Right? Yeah. I'm um,
1: like, I like the outside the fishbowl one. I've told a couple people this because that is the, I go to a lot of meetings. That is the one meetup that I go to where I see different people. Because I see the same, I mean, we all do, the same people you see kind of every week in and out, at the same meetings, the same events, the same fundraisers. And I go to Outside the Fishbowl, and I always run into people that I've never right. met, that I've not connected with.
0: Second Tuesday of the month. So I think we're moving this month. We, Are we? We spent the summer at uh, at Port Winona. I think now we're moving north to Hoplore. And, oh, uh, you know, with some of these kind of events, we tried to move every month, and that, that was a bit much to keep up with. So we're going to go by season. So That's a good we'll idea. have a season at Hoplore, and then, you know, find our next spot. But uh, again, great venues, great amenities, places to visit here in the county, uh, places you might not to expect to find in a you know, city of 15,000, county of 80,000. So, mm-hmm. hmm. so yeah, plenty to, plenty to do. Was it... Uh, uh, we haven't got to Syracuse yet in a while, but I, mean, I know they've talked about in Syracuse there are 30 restaurants, so one for every day of the month kind of thing. There's
1: 30 restaurants mm-hmm. in Syracuse? You're I, not counting McDonald's
2: and Arby's. Everything,
1: every eatery yeah. in Syracuse. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But again, a
0: town of a couple thousand people, maybe. Yeah, or
1: less. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. that's a lot of options.
2: Yeah, so, there's a
0: lot of hidden gem- gems up there, too. Mm-hmm. I still have not been to the place. It's reservation only. West Main Kitchen, I like think it's called. I, have I haven't heard yeah, of that. Maybe eight tables, reservation only. Uh, it's, it's, again, want to check it out, but there's there's a list, and just gotta keep
2: working down the list. So, one a day. Mm-hmm. When so, we finally unseat Joe Rogan as the most popular podcast, maybe you can get it. <laughs> we'll get there. That's right. So, well, cool. Well,
0: um, I have one more question, Brady. Jody, uh, anything else from your side?
2: No. Hit her with the question now.
0: All right, this is a cleanup question. I'm a little so nervous. this is the Clearly Casaghasco podcast. Uh, you know, Clifty mm-hmm. course is a great brand identity that the Lilly Center of Lakes and Streams at Grace College has helped to put together. We're members of that that effort. L- really appreciate the partnership. Um, you know, we joke it's kind of our, our Pure Michigan. Uh, you can kind of make it into whatever experience you you want. I mean, even my counterparts in Michigan uh, and Economic Elma use the Pure Michigan tagline. Uh, so we're, we're looking for feedback from individuals, community. You know, what if Clifty mean to you uh, what's unique what what's what's that phrase
1: mean yeah so when I heard the phrase so I sort of do this for my day job so I think about these things <laughs> when I first heard the phrase I mean my my thought went to clearly Casasco. we've got lakes all over the place it's a great kind of summer season lake town um I think I mean clearly Casasco for me is just like we're we're clearly different we're a small town but we have big city options, but it still feels like a small town. Everyone kind of knows each other. It's friendly, it's community-based. I don't know, the community side of it's important to me. So to me, clearly clearly Kosciuszko, it's it's clearly different and it's clearly unique and I like the community here.
0: Fantastic, again, we all see it differently. So trying to gather up, a good answer feedback from everybody we talk with. Uh, and, uh, you know, there is literally only one Koskiosko or one Koskiosko County in the country.
2: So we have that going for us.
1: And no one we, else can pronounce it. So exactly. that's right. And it's hard
2: to say clearly Koskiosko really fast.
1: It is very hard to say that.
2: Yeah.
0: We are, in fairness, we're starting to refer to our community as K County. There you so go. Just yeah. i
2: tell the folks in Knox
0: County, Indiana. But yeah, that's all right. Other part of the state. Uh, again, thank you so much Brittany. It's been great talking with to you today. Jody? Thank you.
1: It's been great to be here.
0: Yeah. Good to see you again. Awesome. More to come. Thanks again.